All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Bad Cody Funky Podcast, issue number 54. On today's podcast, we'll be talking about hero shooters, specifically the battle between Battleborn and Overwatch, the two juggernauts leading the way. Some other games coming up uh, in this new genre. But first, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the podcast, we've got some nerd news to get out of the way. First thing on the list, we've got Bungie dropping some knowledge and some stuff today about their new DLC coming out, Rise of Iron, in which you uh, will go help Lord Saladin, a.k.a. Lord Saladbar, of the Iron Banner <laughs> <laughs> take back uh, Felwinter's Keep. Uh, there'll be new weapons, new armor, new new goody-goody good stuff. And uh, it looks uh, pretty interesting. Did you guys see the announcement? Uh, yeah, but I don't know if I care anymore about Destiny. You, you know, I, I, I am in agreement with you on that. I haven't cared since uh, the, the taking count, the taking King content came out, and like we pretty much all burned through that. But this actually looks really interesting, and I've always liked the lore of the Iron Banner. You know, and I always wanted to know more. I mean, the Iron Banner, you basically uh, you put on your best gear and you go into combat and like your your gear score matter, um, your light score matters, gear score division, your, your, your light level matters, your gear your gear matters, uh, your exotic weapons, your exotic armor, even though you can't put them all at the same time. And you know, like the the best players only need apply. And I always love playing the Iron Banner more than anything else. I mean, Charles of Osiris is pretty good too, but the Iron Banner was was one of my favorites, and I loved. Uh, Lord uh, Saladin. I thought he was a really cool guy. I thought he had a really cool uh, backstory with him and uh, Lord Shax mm. of the Crucible and uh, the, the story that went on. With, You're with falling those two. behind. <laughs> you fight to win, Guardian. So fight. Gain the lead. <laughs> Lost the lead. So good. But, I don't know. Uh, I, feel, I feel like they've been watching my PlayStation because I literally just uninstalled Destiny like last week. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, oh now is the time. Let's try it. Uninstall. Get it. Now that Grant turned it off. coming up. <laughs> but uh, Jordan and Vincy, what do you guys uh, what do you guys think? Do you guys play Destiny? Yawn. That's Absolutely. what I think. <laughs> I played a lot of Destiny, but it's been a long time coming. I just yeah. feel like there's so much other stuff that has come out that has done that a little bit better. I think there is too much hype for Destiny. Uh, you know, I, I talked about this... Um, I think, Greg, you, you know my position on this a little I bit. Know. I was like, just going to say, we don't say the D word in front of Vincent. And Dave, no, <laughs> it's not that D word. Don't even, Dave, don't do it. So my opinion Giddy. is, uh, you know, it, 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 would be a, it would be a pass for me. But it did look pretty cool. The, the, the launch video was great. And, you know, Bungie always, everything always looks really great. Everything that they do always looks really good. And that was the one thing I really did enjoy about Destiny was the, the, the feeling I got while I was playing and is being emerged in the world. Yeah, the polish has always been there with that game. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think um, it, it was such a phenomenon too. This game, I don't know if it's because uh, when it was first unveiled at E3, people were like, "Oh, cool!" Like you know, uh, we've all heard that Bungie, you know, wanted to stop making Halo so they can work on some new project, and then we're like, "Oh, what could be better than 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 Halo?" And uh, you know, when they eventually came out with Destiny, people were like, "Oh, wow, an open world RPG game! This looks amazing!" and for the most part, it 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 did it launched pretty well, but at the same time, there's a lot of things lacking, and we later we found out why there was lawsuits happening, so some other stuff and things. But uh, for the most part, myself and a, and a large group of friends actually played like every day. It was ridiculous, even when like we didn't want to play. It was just something social we can get into, something we could all get on. But we totally, uh, you know, on Tuesdays when it was reset, we're like, all right, guys, we're forming up for the raid. Let's go. Let's have some fun and. 
it was uh, it was pretty pretty good at the time. But uh, who knows? Maybe this will reignite people's passions for Destiny. Uh, me personally, it looks all right. It, the the price point for it is uh, thirty bucks. So you don't have to, yeah. So yeah. you don't have to pay uh, full price, but they're promising a uh, new campaign, new story, and uh, more details on that at uh, badcodyfunky.com. And isn't it like, is this so close to like Destiny Two? I feel like Destiny Two. I've heard like a lot of rumblings of and rumors of, and I feel like if that's going to happen, it should be happening like next year. And that's the thing I'm wondering too, because they're putting this thing out in September. Yeah. So is this just something to tie people over until the actual launch of Destiny Two? But at the same time, like like Bungie usually releases stuff like in the fall. So yeah. So yeah, maybe like a, maybe next fall we'll see Destiny Two. Who usually knows? next fall. It's usually when Bungie releases everything. How but for right now, was spring though, right? It, it was. But I'm talking about like like a major release. Yeah, because they have a 10 seems more plan. like a House of Wolves kind of thing. It's not a huge, full expansion, it doesn't seem like. Oh, no, I meant uh, uh, Destiny 2, like, it's not like a big major title opening up, not uh, not, not this thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, this this is just uh, an expansion. So so I'm wondering if they're just, you know, having this out and keeping people tied over until the release of Destiny 2 coming out probably sometime next year. And also, like, they're bringing back the Galahorn. <laughs> like, it, it's incredible how uh, a development house can can make a weapon in a game, and as soon as it be, it's able f- for players to purchase it in an in-game vendor, you have, like, every nerd outlet talking about it. Like, I remember, uh, you know, when it first came out, people really didn't know what it was. One of my buddies was, was, was like, he got it while we were in the Vault of Glass, and he's really uh, into LMGs, and he was like, oh, what is this, Rocket Launcher? I don't, I don't want I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trash this. And I was like, no, wait, wait, it's, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Do not trash that. Do not trash that. And then uh, ever since then, it was really hard to get. So when you actually got your Galahorn, it was like, oh, my God, I got one. And then, uh, yeah, I remember when it was available for purchase from uh, from, from the vendor, uh, like, every, like, huge, like, nerd outlet was, like, tweeting it, put it on their Facebook, it was everywhere, and I was like, oh, my, and, and even, like, uh, I think on, like, Muggle News, like, like Good Morning America, where it was just talking about it for a little bit, like, oh, yeah, there's this phenomenon with this Destiny game, and every time something happens in that game, uh, people seem to go crazy, like, oh, yeah, back to you, you muggle. Anyway, <laughs> God, I, I hate Muggle News. They're so, they're so, oh man, I don't know how anyone watches any of that garbage. Like, they're so bad. Like, I remember when they were talking about, um, like, Star Wars, and they're so mugglish. Uh, they're interviewing Adam Driver, and, and the lady on, I think, Good Morning America, one of those stupid muggle talk shows, were like, oh, in this movie, you play the bad guy, but we shouldn't root for him, right? Because he's bad. And then Adam Driver's like, what the, what? what What are you talking about what the hell are you talking about uh he's like yeah he's bad uh but not really anyway uh what the hell that was weird muggle tv anyway (laughs) uh moving along to our next topic uh yeah speaking of upcoming releases as well we actually got uh two cinematic trailers uh for one for watchdogs 2 and the other for injustice 2 watchdogs 2 i just watched it like what five minutes ago i just i don't care like the game, it's, no one asked for it, but they made The game, anyway. no one asked for in a trailer showing no gameplay whatsoever or any real story. It was just kind of like a music overlay of this world. And look how nice it was. It was a music video. Well, we music know video. we're in San Francisco, right? The first one yeah, took place sure. in Chicago. So we sure. know we're in San Francisco this time around. Yeah. yeah. And it's not Aiden, right? It's not. Nope. No, no, it's not Aiden. It's, it's a new dude. Yeah. What's so the name Vincent? We... Yeah. See what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we... Um, we have a character that has a little bit more personality that's a little bit more relatable this time. 
And and the funny thing about it is when I was watching the um, live re- reveal of it uh, on Twitch, um, it, it, the, the, the feedback from Twitch chat was amazing because everybody either played the game, didn't play the game, and, and everyone had mixed feelings about it. Everyone was, was unanimous. Okay, we don't know how to feel about this, but okay, here we go. And as the game gets revealed, it's like, okay, uh, it's a new character. You're in San Francisco. It looks like GTA, but you can hack everything. But it also has parkour so there's that as well so now you're this like parkour dude who is also a hacker he wants to join this major hacking group and stuff and things into and it's pretty interesting because you can tell it was made by like older people because they're trying to put in like all this stuff that like oh what are young people like oh they like they like skinny jeans let's make the the lead character <laughs> have skinny jeans oh well they like parkour let's put in parkour they like their cell phones all right you'll hack from the cell phone even though that was a part of the first one, it's 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 more prominent in this one. Oh, like hacker stuff is cool nowadays. Let's make the hacker stuff look really funky and have skull graphics. And I'm just like, <laughs> so like fifty year old dude like put this shit together. <laughs> Do like, people really like parkour still though? I mean, I know it was really yes. exciting in games like Assassin's Creed where you were in a video game where you actually finally started having um, more of a vertical exploration. Right, most games at that before that point were just a like a, a, a lateral a. Um, you know, uh, exploration. Prince of Persia did it first. What's that? <laughs> Prince of Persia. Oh, that's okay. true. Yeah. Oh, well, well it's, it's the same people, actually. But, like, is parkour still cool in video games? Do we still like that? And in, in video, I know it's still cool in the world. Like, there are some uh, spots in Europe where they still actually hold uh, parkour contests. And some of them were even broadcasted on, like, I think ESPN 3s or 2s or... Or whatever, but uh, yeah, in video games, I mean, it, it still works with, with Assassin's Creed. But other than that, like, um, there was, uh, I think, Sunset Overdrive. Could you, could you parkour in that? No. Oh I, yeah, I don't yep. want to talk about Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> you were so, you were so hyped for that. Game. I was I say so hyped, you were... hyped for. It. You don't like it was just like make yourself in this world, and they gave you like five face options, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and like the other ones are just different like skin tones. And it's like, what? What do you? That's like one of the things I hate about GTA Online. Like, GTA kind of lets you do parkour ish type stuff. Even though it doesn't, you kind of sort of can. But that's one thing I hate about the character creation for GTA Online. It's like, it was so fucking stupid. You had to basically choose your parents and what your parents looked like and then choose which one you look like more to make your character. Yeah. It made yeah. no fucking sense. So then you think you create, like, you know. A very unique looking guy, and you see like twenty of them as soon as you show up. Yeah, like oh, oh yeah. there they are. And they all have different color hair, and I hate this game. I would say <laughs> like Destiny almost had the same amount of customization options in terms of just making a dude on level one than Sunset Overdrive did. I it, boycotted wow. Sunset Overdrive out of principle of being a PlayStation guy, and Insomniac <laughs> Games was uh, was leaving the PlayStation platform to go experiment. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I was so I, I, for I, I, I didn't I, care for that too too much either. I was just like, really? You're going to leave the place? Because, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to... Well, rest assured, it was not a good game. And it was a Games <laughs> of Gold, too, which is just, like, rubbing wow. salt into the wound. Because really? I got it digitally. So Games I was so gold. hyped, and I played it. And I didn't even make it, like... I want to say I made it maybe, like, 20% of the way through the game. And I was like, this is garbage. What have you done? <laughs> I can't believe it's, it was on Games with Gold already. I mean, yeah. it's usually like older games and it takes a long time. Oh my well, God. not really but anymore in all honesty. They've been getting some pretty like good ones, some more recent ones on there. But like, yeah, that was like, I mean, think about it. It's like maybe a couple years old by now too. Like, I want to say it's roughly two years old, just under. 
So it's kind of up there in age, which makes us feel old. And the other thing, too, Injustice 2 cinematic trailer. Let's talk about that before we move on. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. It's it's interesting because Injustice 2 was leaked yesterday, right? So it was leaked by a GameStop employee. So oh, they, they really? got the marketing in. They took a picture and they posted it on social medias and it took off. Like, like wildfire. Yeah. So they were obviously planning on you know, releasing this trailer at some point this week or maybe even maybe a little early next week in preparation for E3. But thanks to that GameStop employee, they had to definitely jump on the ball a little bit more. And they had a good sense of humor about it. They, um, what's his name? Ed Boone ended up tweeting out a, a pretty funny uh, image, which is just like a checklist and he just checks off GameStop on it. Um, but I mean, like, again, no gameplay, um, maybe some hints of a different game mode or maybe like a super or something right with the, the armor they get because all we do is just see all these superheroes fighting each other and um i think it's interesting that aquaman looks like a traditional aquaman and not like uh the cal drogo one that we're going to be seeing <laughs> yeah i was years. i was pleasantly uh surprised by that but at the same time i think that that's a pretty good move because we, we don't know how that one will test out so, exactly yeah so yeah, that'll so like, like definitely be a skin look. when it comes yeah. out right yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the armor is an interesting thing. Um, supposedly, it's it's like a customization thing you can do with your characters. I wonder if it's akin to Soul Calibur, where it doesn't do anything for your moves. It's just purely aesthetics. So you can like build your character. At the same time, why does Superman and Supergirl need armor? At the same time, weird. why does Batman yeah, turn into no the Arkham Knight? Sense at all? Did you notice that when he when he armors up finally, it just looks like the Arkham Knight. He does. Yeah. He does look like the Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight. Like, I wonder if t- this takes place after Arkham Knight. He was like, oh, man, the costume is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, so in- Injustice is his own world. It has its own comic. It's like on Injustice Year 5 right now or something like that. Um, so they've definitely fleshed that out over the years since its release. I don't know. Are, are you guys going to pick this up? I don't know if I am. I don't the know. first one, I, I, the first one was really good. I really liked, I like fighting games every once in a while. I'm not good at them. So, like playing online mode for me is hard but usually like games like that are like the when they go down to the 29.99 or 19.99 value bin i mean the gra- like the armor thing was pretty interesting in the trailer i was kind of intrigued by that and the first injustice was a lot of fun to play through the story so i'd definitely play through the story of a second one yeah for me like yeah, I, I i'm probably going to find something that i can't control myself like they announced the red hood or they put in booster gold or something like that i'm just like <laughs> i fucking need this game right now and i'm gonna play it and like i'm calling this i'm gonna play it we're gonna have a podcast about it and then i'm gonna go into online. i'm gonna be thinking i'm really good right i'm thinking i'm like really really good with superman i'm gonna jump into online and i'm gonna get juggled to shit and i'm gonna snap the disc and try to trade it in a GameStop. yeah dude because nowadays like these these fighting games oh man they got monsters monsters lurking on the other end of the uh the screen there like some of these people are really freaking good like um uh you know, like like we got Evo coming up. Uh, there was some, like so some streams the other day uh, where were there um, the funny community was streaming Injustice. They were streaming uh, like MKX Street Fighter. And people are still good in Injustice. Like it's crazy how how Aquaman became like one of the top tier characters. Yeah, right. Like yeah, he's never top tier in anything. He's never <laughs> been top tier in his life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not even on his own title. Oh my god, it's absolutely outrageous. Like, one of the only reasons why I got, like, the first Injustice was because 
it was like I mean, one because I heard Sergio talk about it a couple times, like just in passing, but also because it was like one of those free to download on the PS4. So mm. I was like, yeah, fuck it, why not? Just pick it up. And um, yeah, it was pretty good. So, but still, I don't know if I'm gonna just go out of my way to buy the second one. I mean, look, the trailer looked great, but is it enough for me to get the game? I honestly do not know yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll ultimately see. But Dave, I know there's something you wanted to get out of the way. So, of course, it's always Star Wars related. But mm-hmm. um, my two of my favorite worlds are going to collide pretty much. Hopefully, at some time next in the next century, um, giant robots and Star Wars because John Bo- John Boyega would be the lead role for Pacific Rim Two. Um, yeah, which is pretty kick ass. Now. The one thing that was mentioned in the art that Serge mentioned in the article was that it is surprising that they're still going to actually not the fact that John Boyega's on call, but that they're still going with Pacific Rim Two. It's still going to happen. It's run through so much shit and rewrites and going back to the drawing board. That's kind of nice. We're actually going to see it happen, and John Boyega will play the son of Idris Elba's character. Uh, what was his name Pentecost? Yeah, Pentecost. Yeah, that's so cool. Dude, that movie was was amazing. Like we we went yeah. in thinking, okay, it's it's gonna be all right. Like nobody really knew what to expect from it. Like, all right, it looks like some like stupid monster movie with giant robots. Okay, cool. Like giant robots, monsters. We're dudes. Let's fucking go, dude. While we were in that theater, everyone was so ecstatic, so boisterous, just absolutely loud when everything was going down in that movie. It was I like think- we we were in like 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 a stadium and we're watching like like two gladiators going at it in the Coliseum whenever robots were fighting. It was sick. I think like in the first Pacific Rim when they're fighting like a giant bat and it's flying in the space and she pulls out that sword and she's like, for my family! And she just like, guts the shit. I think I punched the guy next to me just because. Like, I just hit him in the shoulder like, yeah, man! Oh, oh my god! That was great! Because you know they just put that one scene in there just for like everyone who's grown up with like giant robots and mecha and all that stuff. So, I mean, I'm excited to see it but I'm, at the same time I'm a little afraid because who knows what Guillermo del Toro couldn't do and can do because it's gone back to the drawing board. So many times, mm-hmm. yeah. I, yeah, that's one of my favorite too. But... What's that? He usually doesn't disappoint, though. I'm a huge yeah. fan of Del Toro. If Charlie sure. Day's not in an I riot, I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah. know yes, Charlie Day. <laughs> Charlie Day is the best. <laughs> Love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, dude. He he was a pleasant surprise in that movie. I was like, it's Charlie. What is what is he doing here? <laughs> Charlie McDennis. Like every role he plays in, he just plays himself. And like that, like if I met Charlie Day, I would expect him to be that. What if oh, he's absolutely. not? What if he's British? I would. Nah. <laughs> my, my world would end. <laughs> yeah, he's British. He's Isn't he banging Christine? What's her name? Uh, Christina Hendricks? No, 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 no. He's no. He's he's married to the waitress on his son in Philadelphia. I knew he was married. To, I thought he was like married or dating somebody semi pot. Forgot who though. No, no, that's uh, Christina Hendricks is uh, married to the guy from uh, Super Troopers who, you know, like, you are freaking out, man. <laughs> Jay Shandrikar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Candy no bars. Shit. I yeah, didn't that, know that. Dude. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for, for this movie. I mean, like, John Boyega was a really good choice. I mean, he killed it in The Force Awakens. Absolutely oh, yeah. killed it in The Force Awakens. And, and, and Attack the Block, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two two really really good movies, yeah. and um, you know, like we, we can see he has really good acting chops. So, I mean, to 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 have Idris Elba not in it. Well, we don't know if he's in it yet, but I'm just gonna say that he's not in it. 
you know, and we have uh, John Boyega like really filling in that role. I think I think it might be a pretty good movie because like Idris Elba always gives a really good performance in no matter no matter what movie he's in. And in Pacific Rim, he he gave a pretty good speech akin to uh, the president's speech in in uh, in Independence Day. So close to it. It, it, was, it was it was so damn close to it. It was so good. I love I love just like playing that clip. And at the end, he just goes, "We're canceling the apocalypse." And I'm, Hell yeah! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> oh my god, such a good movie. So many good good feels in that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, all the nerd news we have right now. Enjoy the main part of the. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the main part of the Bad Coyote podcast, issue number 54. Today we're going to be talking about hero shooters, namely Battleborn versus Overwatch. With us today, we have two very special guests. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. We've got Jordan. Thanks for having me, man. And Vincent. Hello there. Thank you, thank you for joining us. We've also got Booster Greg. What up? Dave the Bearded Menace. Get some, get some. And I'm Sergio. Guys, these two games, these two juggernauts have been taking over the gaming space. Nothing else exists right now on the planet, according to gamers, <laughs> other than Battleborn and Overwatch. Like one, maybe more than the other <laughs> for, 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 for fans of, of some. But uh, one thing I want to start off with is uh, I'm glad that the genre is really, really kicking up some dust. We have some other games coming out as well, like uh, Lawbreakers we got to play play at uh, PAX East. Another hero shooter, uh, 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 Mr. <laughs> Cliffy B described it as the more serious of the two, Overwatch and uh, and um, Battleborn. Mm. But uh, anyway, guys. Well, there's uh, also, Battleborn, before you go too, there's Paragon coming up too, which is similar. Yes, uh, yes. Par- Paragon's coming yeah, out Which too. is from Epic. And, and it's, 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 it's pretty, it, and I, I got to play the beta the other day. Paragon is also pretty crazy. Like the, like the graphics, the gameplay, it's not as fast. It's more as, like Smite. Yeah, yeah. it's more like Smite. Moba. Yeah, I, I feel it's a bit more slugs compared to uh, the pacing of Battleborn and Overwatch, which are both, uh, you know, they have a very quick pace in their sure. own right. So I wonder how well that's going to do. A lot of people actually really like Paragon, so we'll see. And as more people get to play um, Lawbreakers, we'll see what's going on. There was um, and a closed alpha the other day. Like some, some Twitch streamers were playing. We got to play at PAX, and uh, it, it's pretty good. It needs it needs some some refinement, but yeah. So getting on to these two games, uh, one of the first things I want to bring up is story. So yeah, or I mean, like I mean, if you talk about Overwatch, like what 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 story? What's yeah? yeah. What story? Why well, are they fighting? There's, oh, yeah. well, there's quite well, a bit well, of story. I was like, gonna say, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, Jordan, because you've, you've, uh, you've, I think you played Overwatch more, more than, um, more, more than a lot of it. So you put a lot of hours into it. Now, yeah. now, even though there's, there's no actual campaign, like they, it, it still presents a story to the players. Absolutely, they, they did a lot with uh, cinematics before the game released. Very, very Pixar esque, like high quality short videos, usually no more than like eight minutes, and they kind of set up some of the characters for you. Um, a lot of people are confused by the fact that there's not too much story in the gameplay, but uh, a lot of speculation is that they're going to attribute to something like a uh, like what they did with Halo with the, the simulation setup ah. where they're keeping their, their wits sharp for the next battle against the Omnic threat. Hmm. Interesting. I, but, 
I don't. Okay. I, I mean, I have about fifty hours into the game right now, and I've only seen one cinematic, uh, the one cinematic video that they did. And the problem that I have with this story in this, I mean, and I love this game. Like, I I instantly stopped playing Battleborn when this game came out. So Not this is a, a absolute must play for me. But my one big problem is that you shouldn't rely on outside videos to present your story to your audience. And I, I like. You can hear some of the character banter between one another, and some of the levels kind of give you some Easter eggs as to what the story is. But again, that that requires people to actually go actively looking and seeking for tidbits of information about what you're actually doing and why you're actually fighting each other. It is it is the destiny syndrome. There's a lot of information out there you got to look for yourself. But I feel like they do a good job of making you want to look for it with these little tidbits of mm, banter between two specific people. I I disagree with that. Like I mean. What I liked about, ba- I mean, that's one thing that bothered me about Destiny. What bothers me about this is like, when it comes to a game and I'm playing it, I don't feel like I should have to look at other sources to know the story of the game. You know, I want to. I bought the game. I'm playing the game. I want to know much about the story as I'm playing the game. Right. It's Overwatch. the developer's job to tell it. Yeah, and they tell it in a shitty way, like Overwatch. Like I and what bo- I was looking forward to this game for the longest time. It was like one of the first games I got excited about when I got back into gaming. So, I mean, I mean, since like, the trailer came out, like, what, year and a half ago, we've been following this fucking thing. So, I love the characters. Character design looked really cool. I love, like, the Pixar-esque type of, like, animation in it. But then it gets... Then we get to play it, and it's, like, a big letdown. Like, it's just, like, there's no story. It's all, like, arena-type battles. And it's, like, I can't just... I have to play with someone in order to enjoy this. Like, Greg and I were playing the other night, like, together, like, basically just um in the game... And to me, that was more fun just talking to Greg playing than it was playing the actual fucking game. Interesting. Like, because the character, I don't know, like the characters are cool, but I feel like they kind of try to go to like the nth degree and didn't go any further than they had to. Like, all the characters just look like just caricatures of something better. Pretty so, much I mean, we'll me. talk, we'll talk wow. about the characters a little bit more a little bit later, but so do you think like a story mode would have enhanced it a bit more for you like kind of like yeah absolutely. I, I, I think in story mode i mean like uh the, the problem that's the other problem i have with with overwatch too i do like the game itself when we first played it at uh at pax east last year um the first time it was uh publicly available to play outside of blizzcon which is very impressive to say which is why i keep saying it um <laughs> it, it was it was really cool to see all these characters that you wanted to know more about and I remember how excited we were like oh man look at all these characters look at that one what's this one do what's that one do and you figure since you're putting on all these beautiful cinematics that can be their own movies or even like their own you know episodic tv shows or something that they would actually give you something where okay now the game is releasing here's the lore and you oh here i am playing as widow i'm going through her story and i'm understanding where she's from you know like like how she got her abilities you know like what's you know what's up with her powers and or any one of the other characters but the fact that they don't have that in i think it's a huge oversight and there are people who disagree because blizzard set out to make an arena shooter and that's fine but i'm saying is that they have these unique characters this unique ip why not actually try to make yeah. a campaign or just little episodic stories like i remember uh in halo 4 they had uh these these things that were completely separate from the actual game but you got to learn more about the spartans and you got to learn more about a different part of the story it wasn't in the campaign section it was its own thing so why not have an arena shooter but at the same time 
have a story. I mean, were they just looking to cash out? Because like, oh, we're Blizzard. We we know what we're doing. Obviously, they're. I, I love Blizzard. But at the same time, it's like I, I think it was it was a huge oversight, and I think it might have been like a huge cash grab. Everybody knows that you know. Okay, this is Blizzard. We're 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 going to sell no matter what they put out. People are going to buy because it's Blizzard. So I don't know if it was just a cash grab, right? Like if you look, at I feel like Fortress, I, I feel like I also agree with you later, Sergio. Like they made these beautifully designed characters, and it was almost like they did a disservice by not giving them each like a good story. And if you look at like Team Fortress, a game that is exactly like, oh, let's call it like a spade a spade, like Overwatch is a clone of Team Fortress. And Team Fortress doesn't have a story because it's soldier, demolition, you know, sniper, like they're just it's class based arena shooter where this was specifically unique heroes with unique abilities, with personalities, with skins, with voice lines, with emotes. You have all of this stuff because they wanted to breathe life into these characters that weren't just the generic soldier, you know, uh, sniper. And so give us something to develop that other than these little episodic things that were outside of game because now you're making the, the consumer go outside the game to try to hunt down and figure out more about it, which, don't get me wrong, a diehard fan will, but a more semi-casual player will not, and then they might be turned off by the game because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. There's no, like, progression or anything. There's no, like, you know, like, you go you go to, you play the level, you fight the mini-boss, you fight the boss, and then everyone's happy, right? They but don't really that, have that. In that For, same vein, though, how much does Battleborn do that? Uh, how much do they tell you about all of their oh characters? Oh, my God. They tell you oh, a oh, lot I mean, about I, their I people. guess telling you about all the characters, unless you, you unlock You have to all unlock it all. All yeah, the lore, and too. it's all pre- some pretty difficult feats you have to accomplish to just find out tidbits of information about people. Yeah, sure. but at least it's in the game. It's there. You know, and you at like, least like, know what you're fighting. Yeah, you know what you're fighting. You know why you're fighting. You know what I mean? The characters have better banter in Battleborn than they do like in Overwatch. Overwatch is like, hey, hello, we're brothers. Yay. You know, it's like not really much. And in Battleborn, they fucking swear at each other. You know, like, hey, Isaac, I'm going to kill you. Fuck you. You know, it's like shit like that they say to each other. And Overwatch doesn't have that. There's like a soul that Battleborn has that Overwatch doesn't. Well, yeah. But the other side, yeah, on the other side is like, I do, I, I like both games and I really, I really like Battleborn. Uh, but at the same time, like, they, they do do good things where they actually have a campaign. And when you, while you go through the story, you get a feel for who the characters are, their personalities, and the personalities really come out. But they do, I agree with Jordan, they do kind of lack in telling you who the characters are individually. You do have to unlock lore, you do have to kind of like read into it. But at the same time, like, I I, th- I, just, I do think that they do a better job than Overwatch of like explaining who the characters are. But I would like for, for Gearbox to put episodic stories as well. Like I, I want this in Overwatch and I want it in Battleborn. I, I would love to like know Isaac's full story. I mean, I know it because I've read it in the lore that I've unlocked, but I've also played through the campaign so I know his character and I know what he's about. And I like I kind of feel like I know him because of the campaign, because of what you go through. But at the same time, I would like to know his beginning and I'd like to actually play it, not 
read it on a screen you know like sure, reading's yeah. fine but you know i would actually like to play through it same thing with like montana it's like he's a really cool character Ooh, but yeah. let me play through how he came to be like why does he have such a small head and a huge gatling gun wouldn't it be really cool if you if you like saw the origin story or even oscar mike oscar mike has oscar mike is a really cool and funny character every time oscar mike gets stunned or he dies lag. he just goes lag <laughs> <laughs> and it kills me every time but at the same time he has a deep story too where he was uh, i believe created and him and whiskey foxtrot are connected but again there's really no story that explains that where you can play through it and i want to play through it so to both development houses on both sides i think they underestimate the amount of content yet gamers can now really just blow through on an afternoon or or through a day or you know a short amount of time i mean you know like in, in overwatch people just you know get on and go and you're already in the game you're fighting each other but there is this other enemy that we see in the cinematics there's an overarching story but the, in the game like you're fighting yourselves and in and in battleborn you know you know you have to fight Ren, rendane and you go through all that but i i think they're, they're they're both lacking and they both have really good points but but i'm a story mechanical spider yeah, exactly. <laughs> the the fractal spider. No, you're not a you know, you're not a spider. You're a unit. Nope, I'm a spider. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Gearbox is going to do honestly and everyone will and Gearbox is a pretty good company. They haven't really screwed over their their fans yet as far as I know. What the they'll probably do is the same thing they did with like um Borderlands. They're going to do like a Telltale game of um Battleborn, I bet. I'd love that. Then I could do it on bedtime stories through- every Saturday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Ooh. Time. Ooh, ah, the Gearbox. Hear me, Gearbox. History. That's what you got to do, Gearbox. You got, you got to make a, you got to make a Telltale game. Well, would it, would it be Gearbox? It listening? would be Telltale. Telltale. There Work with each other, guys. I'm just saying. You know, someone's got to do it. It's got to be done. <laughs> My biggest Don't mistake me, that I made with Battleborn is that I played the story mode on multiplayer. And yeah. it's fractured uh, at that point. So you don't absolutely. go from point A People to point B. People are rushing B. through things. Yeah. And not yeah, even that, that it's just that that they vote on what maps to play. So you're not playing the you're not playing the story in chronological order. You're playing the story all fractured. So that was my biggest mistake with Battleborn as the story goes, because like I didn't want to play it by myself. I wanted to play it with people and then the story was all fractured for me. Sure. Yeah. I mean you have to it kind of defeats the purpose of like I like I was thinking this too. So I had to beat the last two levels in order to unlock a character. Uh, the problem is, if you try to do it through multiplayer with like a crew of like randos on the internet, they have to choose the level. So even if you ha- just so happen to get like the one that you want in the lineup that you have to choose from, like Call of Duty style, right? You choose the map, you probably won't fucking play it. Which drives me, yeah. which drove me nuts. Like I just kept going, nope, back out, nope, back out, nope, back out. So finally, I just had to solo it, which was fine. Like you know, it's like when you solo like Borderlands, it's fine, it's cool, but it's just not like what you're there for. So I think they should have definitely had they did it for the last level. When you unlock the last level and you beat it, you can actually choose to queue up on multiplayer. Just the the last last level. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not even sure why they set up the, the the campaign like that on multiplayer. I mean, like it, it was very jarring at first. You know, like when you're when you're going through the game and you're new to it, you want to hop on multiplayer. You know, if your friends aren't on or whatever, and you you want to beat this game, but it's just like, oh, you can vote on maps. Like, wait a minute, how am I going to know? what the story actually is if from voting on maps. I mean, I think that should have been an option afterwards, kind of like a new game plus. Like, okay, you can only play through... I mean, you have to play through the main part of the story to even unlock the Heliophage, the last level, to be accessed on multiplayer. So, obviously, they knew 
something was up. It's weird. It's like I, I don't I don't know what what the development process of that was like. Oh yeah, we'll just let him play through like whichever part of the story and it'll be fine. No, how about we go through? Did, did we play Heliophage? I think we did. I don't, I, that name sounds really familiar. Uh, I'm not sure we played it together. I played with a lot of people, so I I don't know. I think I might have played it. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, I, I, think you, I feel this, like this you should have made a story. You, you should have done it in order. Yeah, yeah. So story wise, both of them kind of uh, they 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 they're, they're dropping the ball a little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think more more so with Overwatch. I would love to. God, I would love to just like uh, I like I really like like Widow Tracer, uh, Roadhog. Like, what's Roadhog story? That guy's so cool. I would love to go through like like a campaign mission with him, you know, like to hear all the dialogue. Dude, I, love- I feel like Roadhog is like came right off the set of Mad Max the way he talks. I'm a yeah. one man uh, apocalypse. Apocalypse. I yeah, love that. Dude, he does so much <laughs> cool shit. Like of all the characters, like at first I thought like Reinhardt was gonna be my favorite, but Roadhog became it just because like he's just so he's a tank, but he's fucking brutal. The shit he does. But again, it's like you don't know who he is. Like I, Roadhog rides again. You know, he says cool stuff, but it's like. Uh, What's really funny about him is in the comics they have released in the story, it's him and Junkrat. He doesn't say anything. All of his speech bubbles are dot dot dot. <laughs> but Junkrat understands him. That's oh, awesome. that's great. He's like yeah, like R two and C three P. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. I will say the one thing that I did like about Battleborn, though, with the way that they did their lore is because there's so many characters and they're going to be adding new ones that you get to uncover and learn about the heroes that you want to by the people that you want to play. Now, I mean, I can understand that if you wanted to maybe know a little bit more about somebody you're not good with playing at because that's another kind of side of the story is that you have to be kind of good with them. Uh, But I thought that that was kind of cool. It gave you a little bit of a reward for playing with a particular character that you enjoyed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A big difference Absolutely, between the two yeah. games, too, is the the lines that they draw between factions. Because in Overwatch, you, you don't know really what people's agendas are, but in Battleborn, you know there's five distinct factions. You know what their agendas are. I mean, basically, it's survival. But they, I, I read that they did a, had this idea for this via the Game of Thrones inspiration. They liked all these different people working against each other initially, and then oh, a big threat comes out of nowhere that they have to unite against to do something about. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like that's, like, it's such an easy way to present, you know, uh, a story. Oh, these guys are all usually fighting each other, but hey, look, the the Heartless are here. I mean, whatever they're called. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they are the Heartless. Oh, my God, yeah. Now, in in, in Overwatch, when you you can unlock levels. Now, when you unlock levels, like, is the only thing you get those those loot boxes, or is there something else else to it? Like, I mean, do you only get just, like, vanity items and character skins, or is there, do you, what what else is there? I mean, you get a sick border around your name, bro. Yeah, it's literally all cosmetic, and I actually I kind of appreciate that. I don't think there should be too many changes in balance for things, especially since they're they're going with the esports kind of theme with their game. Sure, yeah, yeah. going with esports with a 20, uh, 20 uptick uh, on their servers, twenty tick on their uh, on their upside <laughs> server on the client side. It's great, it's such esport. We'll get that to, yeah. that in design. You 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 yeah exactly. Now, now I've heard that argument too. I wonder if if that argument is made as an excuse for the lack of content, such as a campaign, or if that is the legitimate reason. But I 
don't know if I've seen anything. If maybe you guys have seen anything official from Blizzard that said we were only going for an esports type arena shooter. We weren't going for an, an overall thing. I did see something from Blizzard that said, "Oh, we weren't setting out to put a campaign in there," but they didn't say they were specifically going for esports. I don't know. Have you guys seen anything about that? Well, didn't Activision buy MLG? And I felt like. With that and their heavy leaning on esports with Heroes of the Storm, that when Overwatch was coming out, I'm like, yeah, like they bought MLG, Overwatch is coming out, like they're angling for something huge with this as far as like esports goes. But that's just my conjecture reading into, you know, other things. Yeah, I agree with that, especially with like even Hearthstone has a huge esports following. That's like there's a ton of people playing that. Absolutely. I can see them trying to get a bunch of their games in that scene because they know that's where the money is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sure. Battleborn has no esport, like esport ability. I just made that a word. Like, there's, there's <laughs> no way that that's going to be. Hashtag there's esport no ability. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not concerned about that, though. I mean, no, Gearbox has always not. been concerned. As we kind of move into design, they've always been concerned with: is it funny? Is it entertaining? Is there heart to it? And is it just fucking fun? You know. And I feel like. Those are that's the like, if that's not their mission statement, then I don't know what is because all of their individual that, IPs have been that. What's that? The biggest problem is to have fun. People need to be able to win on competitive games like that, and to do that, you need balance. And I thought that Battleborn's balance was a little bit whack. Oh yeah, but they don't they don't care. I mean, they never really cared about balance. Like look at, look at Borderlands. There's no real balance to that. Like, if there was, Brick wouldn't have existed in Borderlands 1. <laughs> you know? Like, he's such an... Like, in my opinion, he was such an OP character because literally, the way I had him specced out, the second my health got low, I just popped his special. All of my health came back, and I just run at them with my fists and just, like, tear a giant robot in half. With but that was pretty much PvE, <laughs> though. You weren't PvPing sure. against other people in, in a competitive environment, you know? But and that's even where with, I think like... I mean, they had a PvP mode in both the Borderlands. It wasn't kind of widely yeah. used it was just it was dueling right i mean it's still kind of pvp but like i don't think i think even in like a pve game you still need balance to make it fun like each character needs to complement themselves that you're on, that are on the same team otherwise you're just going to tear through everything and gearboxes in my opinion at least on the first borderlands their answer to that was to make everything a damage sponge and they even make fun of it too in their own games yeah, very much so. Yeah, and and guys, uh, let's uh, in let's talk about uh, like character design and styling and like level layout. I mean, like where are you, like like is is there one game you guys gravitate more than the other, or like what are the aspects of, of both games that you like in regards to uh, like design? I like the visual aesthetics of Overwatch better than Battleborn. Uh, it has more polish. Uh, it definitely like jumping from one into the other, especially on the same day. You see it. They just definitely like, this is what Blizzard does. They put in so much effort into how it looks and the visual aesthetics that they're just great. That being said, I actually like the character designs from Battleborn more because they're so ridiculous and over the top, and they don't try to adhere to one kind of rule. Like they said at their panel at Pax East that we went to. Um, their whole concept of was press, remember like when you had that like Star Wars all the Star Wars action figures and they're just all in the same box and they're all fighting each other and none of them really looked the same. That's what they wanted to go for in this game, and I think they they hit it. Like, you get so many interesting characters. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like um, Overwatch does have a very 
beautiful aesthetic. Like, playing the game, it looks gorgeous. The characters look really cool, and... The lighting this, is really good. Yeah, this lighting really nice. Lighting in that game is absolutely phenomenal. Like it, it's it's such a beautiful thing to watch. Even if if you're not playing and you're, you're watching a stream or 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 let's play or something like that, it's just a beautiful game to watch. And oh my god, just like how, how dynamic it is, like the sun shafts and the reflections, and it, it's 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 pretty crazy. What about the audio engineering in Overwatch? Talk about how phenomenal the little cues are. If you get oh, a sure. big hit. Your character takes deep breaths so that you you don't even have to look at your health bar. You know you need a health kit, or you have your teammates that are you know calling out things like you know uh, tracers you know behind, behind you, you yeah or <laughs> sniper over there. That. So like there's the 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 audio pieces of it. You know hearing Genji throwing stars from across the map, and you know I can just listen to footsteps when I'm McCree waiting around a corner to flashbang somebody. Like the the audio piece of it too is just something that like I think lacks in Battleborn. That like there's something about Overwatch where I'm playing it. It's just the sound and the visuals come together to really emerge me in the world. So speaking of sound and visuals, I will say this: the scariest thing in Overwatch is that dragon that Genji's brother does. That, that Hanzo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my I was, god! I was just gonna say that the, the audio keys from the alties are nasty. As soon as you hear Hanzo's ulti, everyone's just like, "Oh, where's it coming from?" Everyone <laughs> jumps. You know, you know what it reminds me of? You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the rocket from like Halo. Like as soon as you heard the rocket shoot, it's like you jump just in case it doesn't hit you. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. And every time, every time, and I don't even see the dragon. It's nowhere near me, but it's so fucking loud. No matter where he is, you hear it. The the T Rex, and it's like fuck, 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 fuck. You know, it's even it's like, more menacing than that one. Junkrat's tire. It's high noon. Oh, my Everybody's like, oh, shit, run away. Get behind cover. Motherfucking McCree. So people don't know McCree is a cowboy. Damn that. Let's call McCree who he is. And as soon as he does, he's John Marston. John Marston. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, he is John Marston. He John Marston from Red Dead Redemption Sauce. So that's the other thing about Overwatch, too, is you can say that about a lot of characters in that game. Winston's Beast. Let's just call a spade a spade. Yeah. Um, you have uh, dun, what's dun, her name? Dun, the dun, sniper. Dun, dun, dun. Widow Widowmaker. Widowmaker is, Widow. is black. Or, is black arachnia? They even from, use. <laughs> they even like, use on, like the black is, widow. You know, that's pretty awesome. Logo and you one have, of their sprays. Like, there's all these guys. You have like you know the the well, dwarf from riding. World of Warcraft. You have yeah. Genji you know, is totally riding. It, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. God. You have like riding. Yeah. Like you have all these like and you have like Samurai Jack in there too. Like come on. Yeah. Dude, so, like when, when he pops his ulti and you hear like him speaking Japanese, you're like, oh, okay, where is he? Where <laughs> the the character designs awesome. in Overwatch are great. <laughs> they're great, but like they're not original by any means. They're refined. They're refined from other material, at least in my opinion. And and Ooh, that's just like I don't even know any of the characters' names except for like Winston because he's my homie. Um, <laughs> just because I you know I just see them in other things. I can say that even in in Battleborn, there's definitely characters that I'm like, whoa, that's a great character design. I, I love Wrath. Wrath's awesome. Chris oh, Sabat, so freaking Vegeta's voice is amazing. Yes! But there's also other characters like, what's her, is it Reyna or something? Yeah. Like, who is she? Like, I have no interest in her whatsoever. Like, there's characters that I find very bland in addition to, like, there's a wider spectrum. I feel like Overwatch across the board, they're like, they're pretty decent. But Battleborn has people who are great and then people who just, like, fall way behind for me. Right, like, uh, 
uh, Oscar Mike is like what somebody was saying earlier. Like, I think he pretty much makes the game with his humor. Like, all he does is rip on, you know, esports, first person shooters, and, you know, that entire genre. But, like, I, where else? Like, I, I just feel like that type of humor is pretty much only prevalent with his character. Like, it's like, don't get me wrong. Like, the entire game is a really funny game as far as, like, the, the overarching story goes. But, like, I love listening to Oscar Mike in the middle of a competitive game. In other competitive matches, like, I feel like the banter doesn't matter to me. Like, it did in, like, the audio cues in Overwatch matter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, and I like that, too, about, about Oscar Mike. Like, while you're playing the game, like, these characters will sound off and, and do separate things. Like, if Oscar Mike... Like, it, it, the new cool thing in Battleborn where if, if, a, if, a, if a character sees themselves on the other team, if an Oscar Mike sees an Oscar Mike, like, he'll have he'll have an audio cue and he'll say something. Same thing with Montana. Like, like Oscar Mike would say something like, oh, it's me! Look at me! I'm awesome! I'm gonna kill me! <laughs> Just, like, all these funny little things. Like, uh, and, and the characters are so unique. Like, uh, and there's so many little different facets to each one of them like benedict is pretty much a redneck hick but he's he's like a hawk it's crazy and the way he talks too is it's kind of like a redneck he's like oh, benedict, <laughs> oh my god you're right. i forgot about benedict. and uh, and i love i love that like benedict's taunt one of his taunts is from arrested i was just gonna say that yeah dude i love gearbox they pull like all these different things from from, from pop culture as opposed to like i, th- I think overwatch try, tries to be a bit more in, inside themselves a bit more to their own lore. I, f- but I feel like, like you're missing out a little bit because Soldier 76 has one of my favorite taunts or my favorite emotes. It says, damn kids, get off my lawn. No. <laughs> <laughs> Clint Eastwood. Ah, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. That's so great. Yeah, I mean, like, um, um, this is the last time I'll ever talk about it, but Sunset Overdrive is the worst game. <laughs> uh, they actually had a really good Let Arrested go, Development um, go. little pop culture reference where they actually had the banana stand in there. Did anybody notice the Overwatch King of the Hill Easter egg yet? No. No. On Route 66, if you are the defending team, you spawn inside of a room full of propane tanks. And it says, That's um, awesome. it says propane and propane accessories. Holy crap. <laughs> I played on that map so many times that I did not notice that. Thank you for pointing that out. That's awesome. I was kind of hoping that you just see like a bunch of guys sitting there drinking in front of vets going, yep. <laughs> but that's no, also guys. what's cool about those different maps. If you're playing a character that's associated with that map, they'll say a little quip about it, like, oh, man, the coffee here tastes nasty, like McCree on Route 66, mm. stuff like that. There is there is some a lot of flavor to the characters, even per map they're on. Sure, and that's in Battleborn as well. If you team up one character with another on a certain map, that they have an extra dialogue that you unlock and learn more about them as well, which is kind of cool. Kind of little things. It kind of makes you want to like mix and match, though, but not in like the good, satisfying way. Where you just be like, "All right, this guy and this guy, this map, go." No, fuck this guy and this guy and this guy and this map. All right, ready? Nothing. Okay, it just feels <laughs> like you're going. Like, I'm gonna guess this password. One 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 one. Enter. No. One 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 two. Enter. Eh, damn it. Oh, awesome. Nova. I love Nova. She's she's freaking hilarious. She's the uh, <laughs> the AI computer. Oh yeah. Yes. Cleese. Cleese. I'm going to try password. Nope, that's not the password. How about password one, two, three, four? Well, I'm out of ideas. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely give Battleborn the edge in humor by far. Nova reminded me so much of Handsome Jack. Like, it was definitely Gearbox, and it was, but but that's perfect. Handsome Jack was like literally literally the best thing I think that happened to um, um, 
I think video games in general. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, awesome. I really loved Handsome Jack's character, so I think he's one of the best in video games in general. Sure. I just want to say one thing play, about uh, Handsome Jack and one thing only about Handsome Jack. Butt Stallion. Butt Stallion. Thank you. Butt Stallion. You should should definitely play Tales from the Borderlands then because he's a main character in it. Or like a a main secondary character and it's fucking awesome. I can't play those games. Like I actually want to play my game. I don't want the game to play me. Okay. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. Don't hate the player. Hate the game, Serge. I know. Ah. I'm just saying if you you want more more Handsome Jack, that's where you get it. Yeah, I, I do, but I actually, I actually want to play the game. I don't want to sit there and like hit like, oh, you have two options. I mean, it's cool for Mass Effect because you actually get to play the game, you know. But then at the same time, it's like here, here are options that'll make you go down a linear path. But you get to pick one of them. But then after that's done, you actually get to go and shoot things up. As opposed to those Telltale games, like, yeah, I, 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 I don't you. know. You just you want more action. You, you can't. Yeah, you know? I mean, no, I actually, actually want to like play through it. I mean, well, but I was watching you uh, uh, stream, and uh, you know, th- those those games are cool, and like, and the story was actually pre- pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, Telltale, like the story is not the problem. They're yeah. it's phenomenal. I just want to play through what's going on, as opposed to just having a back seat, and then like you get to pick what you know one of three or four options. Yeah, I guess. I guess you I just like the more. Well, I mean, we're digressing here. Let's yes. Let's jump back into <laughs> yeah. design and Battleborn. Yeah. So the level designs on on both games, guys. Like who? Like who would you give it to for levels of dine? Uh, I personally think Overwatch. That's just yeah, my opinion. I, I, agree. I think there's a lot more immersion in it. You can look on the maps in uh, uh, Mumbani and you see oh Lucio live or whatever, and like there's just a lot of flavor to their their maps where I don't feel so much in Battleborn. I feel like um, Overwatch, everything is more purposeful in the level layout. You know, like, you, you know why the, the boundaries are there. You know that you can, you know, that um, Genji can go up certain, you know, roofs and the other characters can't. The same with Widowmaker. Whereas yeah, exactly. it feels like Battleborn is just like a shotgun level design effect where they're just like, yeah, tree's there. Why not? Yeah, like, they'll put a thing in the middle because reasons. Uh, I feel like it's a feel hard comparison, as, though, because Battleborn is more of a MOBA where there's lanes and yeah, you need yeah. to have those boundaries where sure. Overwatch is, you know, you have like capture points or you're pushing a payload down. Like you have objectives where Battleborn is lanes. So I think that becomes a challenge. I mean, well, that's, again, that's just one game mode. We, we haven't yep. even hit game modes yet. Yeah. Boom. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> that, yeah. And that's, the, that's one thing I wanted to, to talk about gameplay. Like a lot of people, uh, Say that you know that this your rhetoric that oh, but Battleborn's a MOBA. That's one game type that it has. It's not a MOBA. Like it, it has. Uh, you I, know. I would put that classification on two. I would say the only one that's not really MOBA is their uh, the, the domination or whatever. It's uh, capture. True. Right. Yeah. Because even the very incursion true. point, it's a push pull. Right. Like there's a tug of war, which is very MOBA esque. Yeah. Meltdown and incursion. They're really you're you're guiding your minions to a certain point. Yeah, there's a different goal at the end, but you're guiding your minions to a certain point. Exactly, yeah, but but to say the, the 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 game in its entirety is just is a MOBA is 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 false, and a lot of people are seeing that because on Twitch and on Let's Plays, Incursion, the MOBA game type inside of Battleborn, is the most popular, and that's what people play it. But there is, uh, you know, like Meltdown, which is like Call of Duty's domination. There's also a campaign. The campaign isn't a MOBA. There's no like lanes <laughs> there's there's no like creeps i mean you know you have like trash mobs and stuff like that it's like a regular campaign but the campaign itself you can't call that like oh it's a moba you know if it just had that alone so you know it's interesting that people are like oh you know it's it's, it's a moba and that's it like no there's more to it than that you know yeah um, as opposed to like overwatch is just an arena shooter 
Well, I mean, so like to be fair, though, yeah, it is just in an, an arena shooter. But I feel like each different character in Overwatch is drastically different. And that is true in Battleborn as well. But like, I think they really nailed the control scheme in Overwatch for me. Like Agreed. when I when I found my character in Overwatch, it, it was a much more satisfying than when I found my character in Battleborn. Who's your character in Overwatch? Uh, Winston. Nice. Which is like random for me because like he's a tank character and I almost never play tanks. Yeah, you always play rogues. I always play rogues. I'm always like you would think Genji would be my character. You were, you were hitting on Brick from Borderlands before. He's very Brick-like. He's got the same ult pretty much. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and the, the cool thing too is he has that quick getaway too. Yes, which it's is a awesome. very short cooldown. Yeah, so like I just literally like I tear it up and if my special is ready... I pop that, get double the health, full health, keep on tearing it up. I just have to be within melee range. And as soon as that's about to end and my or my health gets low, just jump away. Just, and oh, the great. knockback effect. Knockback is totally a thing in that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, versus my character in Battleborn is Kaldarius. And, like, it was, it was exciting when I figured that out. But, like, I don't know. It just wasn't... I don't have as satisfying of a time with him and he's I play him very similarly where you know I'm more ranged like with him but I I go in I get people out of range when I get in trouble I can pop my super and just fly away to another part even though it's meant to be his damage Um, yeah or I can just like you know double jump away and if I spec him out laterally uh to have his double jump uh, laterally go go further then I'm still in good shape but it's not as satisfying when I kill people in that game for some reason, you know? Hmm. It, it does depend on your character. Like, whenever I play uh, Benedict, it's it's not as satisfying as playing Genji. Sure. But when I play Alani, it's more satisfying when I play Reaper. You and, know, it's it's weird. I mean, it's it's, it's, like a, it's like a mixed bag. And I think that's what that's that's the other cool thing about this day and age. Like, you could play both games. I mean, I have friends who bounce, like, you know, back and forth. And they're like, oh, you know, I, I kind of want to play some Incursion because, you know, they, they like the mobile game style. And then, you know, sometimes when they get home from work, they're like, oh, I kind of just want to hop into Overwatch and just, just pop that in and do that, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Overwatch I is definitely not as big of a, of a time sink as or time commitment, I should say, as Battleborn is. When you when you sit down to play a game mode of Battleborn, you know you're in for like 45 minutes. Yeah, easy. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, the back and forth in Battleborn can be uh, yeah. can can really be a, a a fun thing, but it can also be kind of one of the the drawn out pieces of it where the game keeps kind of stalemating in the middle. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also things where uh, in Battleborn you have um, loadouts, which which is something I wish they would have in in Overwatch. Like so something a bit extra, you know, you can give your character an extra boost of of attack damage, uh, CC duration. You know, you can get extra shards to to build up you know your turrets and, and stuff like that. You know, like it's just something a bit more than cosmetic i mean so some of the like i'm not gonna knock blizzard because like they know how to design the hell out of a game and when you get like a really cool like cosmetic outfit for your favorite character it it, it totally changed you want to play more and more and you want to show everybody and you want to be like haha i look so badass no look at me <laughs> <laughs> I, I do kind of disagree with, with this with the loadout thing though for battleborn i actually think that was like on my list of one of the worst things that they could have done because it's like really i feel I agree like with that too it, it ruins, like, it's a half-ass loot system, and it ruins, like, people, like, it rewards people that play a lot, right? So casual players that jump into a game, because the matchmaking is really broken in 
uh, Battleborn anyway. So you get yeah. put into matches with people that are level like 99 with unlocked fully legendary gear for their character. And I feel like that really, really gives you a disadvantage for a game where like, cool, make maybe it's two or three percent of a damage increase. But that two or three percent can really make a difference in a one on one battle. Oh, absolutely. Although yeah. if you bring down that 99 that 99 like level guy, it is a better like kick in the nuts. That is true. <laughs> yeah. it does that is true. Good. And that makes more. that that makes like the whole like, you know, just like winning thing even better. It's like, yeah, I just beat you. Now let me slap my ass in Montana. Yeah. Inappropriate gesture. Yeah. Eat that you 99 level motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I think it does boil back down to, you know, Blizzard via Activision or not is trying to make games that are more geared towards esports now, right? Where gearbox is like whatever, I don't care. So right, they yeah, can balance. have that loot system in there. They can have that kind of thing where it's not just just cosmetic things that you get, but you get small enhancements to your playstyle and really build the character that way. So I think it all does kind of boil down to that aspect. In addition to the helix system too. Yeah, right. yeah, and oh, that's great I, about it too. Like I love the helix system. Like it just it allows you against. to experiment with a character that you normally otherwise wouldn't. And that's something that I would like in Overwatch, the Helix system. Because uh, so, for, so for those unfamiliar, the Helix system in Battleborn is just a way of like leveling up your character in game, and and it starts you off back back at uh, level one each time you boot up a game. So you can spec out a uh, character to do to do either DPS or tanking or healing. Like uh, with a new character, uh, Alani, you, you can spec her to do uh, more 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 healing. She can do more more damage, a bit more DPS, or you, you can spec certain things where okay, like this. Ability will do something completely different than, than what this ability can do, or the same ability can do two separate things. Like one ability can heal, the other one can actually uh, like like CC and trap people. And having that element in there is crazy because uh, whenever you go up against another player, you don't know what they're specking themselves into until they start throwing things at you. So that's one thing I do like on uh, in the gameplay of Battleborn over over them than Overwatch. Like I know if I'm going to get a widow, I know what she has. But if I'm going up against another, like, Alani in, in Battleborn, I'm like, all right, what did you spec into? Let me give you a good bit of distance and see what you've got before I engage. Kind of like Goku in Dragon Ball Z. All right, let me watch for a little bit. Let me just kind of, like, test you out and then really fully engage you. Okay, cool. You spec into trapping. If I go towards you, you're going to put me into a bubble. I'm not going to be able to do anything. You're going to kill me. Or you didn't spec that. You spec that same ability into healing. Oh, I can totally bum rush you and destroy you. But I don't know that. Yeah, yeah, I and agree. Like, thing like the way I play Montana, like when we're doing like campaign mode, is completely different than how I play com- Montana, like a PvP. Like in game mode, or actually in PvP, I'll play Montana as like one of his like one of his specials is as the gun over or one of his like um, passive specials as his gun overheats, he gains health. So the hotter his gun is, the more health he gets, and that's I use that for PvP. But when we're like just like playing like campaign mode i have the other one on where it's like as long as the long as the gun is cold he gains health that way yeah yeah i mean like my my uh, montana i play the same no matter what i uh i mainly spec as the cold aspect because it just fits my play style better when i'm playing as him but um Actually, no. I'm thinking about it too. Caldarius, I play the exact same way. In, in that vein, what you're saying right there is like I like the fact that there's the option, but I feel like for every character, there's always a best way to do it, and that yeah. kind of detracts from that whole system. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think that there's a min-max element with your with your helix, which can exactly do that. Where it's 
you know, PVP versus PVE helixes, and there is a min-max way to do it. Um, although, you know, because you level up in Battleborn, it's definitely inherently different than Overwatch where there's no levels. And that also can make a big difference too, because if you're going up against, you know, enemies that are farming minions and your team is not, you're not leveling and you're not up on your helix tree, which puts you, again, at another disadvantage. Where Overwatch, it's a matter of, you know, wits and if you're quick enough to, to be like, if you're getting beaten overwatch, you can always overcome it. Like yeah. once you start, you can getting, switch your hero. Right. And once you start getting steamrolled and battleborn, like if you're getting steamrolled and it snowballs out of control, like you can't catch up in levels, you're getting constantly killed, you're feeding the enemy team and then you snowball out of control. And in overwatch, you always have an opportunity to overcome that. Yeah. yeah there's more it's, swing it's, gameplay in that. Yeah, there's been there's been a couple matches in Battleborn for me where I've just been like, man, I'm sucking up a storm right now. All right, I haven't leveled. I haven't looked at my levels in a bit. Let me see where I'm at. I got to have one, and I'm still on level two, and it's like 40 minutes into the match, and I'm just like, come wow, on. Wow, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, it's always That's because weird. someone starts the match before I'm ready, and I end up choosing stupid David the Gnome over there. Yeah, yeah, that was one time out of yeah. many. Get over it. But even so, uh, like, it, it gets frustrating, and it's not fun anymore at that point. You know what I mean? By the um, way, I love the David Nome reference. Good job. <laughs> now, now, now we're really old. <laughs> just really. Good job there, Greg. Paul's you. <laughs> David the Nome reference. I'm just gonna talk um, like this. So, uh, uh, Vincent and Jordan, what, what are your your, your favorite uh, characters in Overwatch? My my main is Genji, and um, I just recently started playing him a couple days ago, and he's phenomenal. I like Tracer at first, and I like that quick kind of assassin gameplay. And I have to just go on record and say, fucking suck a dick, Hanzo. You suck. Your hitbox is far too big. Just because you get headshots from across the map, you're not good. And if you're a Junkrat player that lobs grenades all the time, you're also not that great. Although, Junkrat's pretty cool. Dude, Junkrat is is a lot of fun to play. So much fun to play. I I didn't think I would like him, but I started playing him more and more. And I was like, this this guy's pretty all right. He frustrates me when I get killed by him. By blind grenades, but like oh, yeah. it's like, all right, well, I had an opportunity to dodge that. With Hanzo, it's just I fucking hate Hanzo. He's broken as hell, and Blizzard really should just delete him as a character altogether. <laughs> wow, well, I, I feel like I you got to feel admit your the Hanzo, Hanzo players out there, oh shots! How does your heart <laughs> shot? Like, literally, all you have to do is spam arrows, and you charge your ult, and then you throw your ult. That's all Hanzo does. His hitbox is ginormous. Look at some YouTube videos of people showing on training dummies, like where you actually have to aim to get a headshot with Hanzo. It is just absolutely I'll, ridiculous. I'll absolutely yeah. agree with that. Like, there's so many times. Like, mostly that's what kills me from across the map is fucking Hanzo. Like, yeah. never Widowmaker. I would expect Widowmaker to be it, but she's more, like, close up. Like, I actually see her when she kills me. Like, she's Hanzo, got a trace like, on her bullet. Yeah, you yeah. see it. And like with with Hanzo, it's like, you know, you just you're looking at something the next thing you just fall. And it's like, where did that come from? And it shows the replay and it's like, what the fuck? And there, no like he just went through two you. buildings to hit me. Yeah. And with, with, with there's four walls in the way. With, How did with, that even happen? <laughs> and especially with the factor for Hanzo, like you, you can like position your you can look and see where the enemy is, go behind the wall, throw your Altia, and it's gonna like freaking no clip like hacksaws through everything and kill an entire enemy team. With Widowmaker too, you have to charge her shot to get hundred percent damage. With Hanzo, yeah. when you pull back on his arrow, uh, when you pull back on his it bow, it just changes distance. It's just distance. So you have like you can literally spam arrows 
and do 100% damage with Widowmaker when you spam sniper shots, you're not doing as much damage. It's just, it's inherently broken. Yeah, but yeah. he's he's not even thought of really right now for nerfs. It's on the chopping block, it's McCree. He shreds tanks, his stun is on too short of a cooldown, and he can reload instantly. And that's your character, Jordan, right? I like, I, I'm not going to say he's my character. I have, I have the least amount of play time probably on him just because I try to stay away from it because I know he's overpowered. And you got a really good kill, a really good play of the match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was pretty fun. But I since then, I honestly my my main offense character is Reaper. I like his nice. getting behind the enemy lines kind of mentality and just taking them from behind pretty much. But I, you got to have a favorite character in each. <laughs> when each you take him from behind, you ask for permission. Absolutely not. I just I just say <laughs> die, die, die. Wow, he doesn't even die, buy him a nice die, seafood die. dinner beforehand. I know, right? God. Not at least at use safe word, kids. Always use safe words. <laughs> safe word is banana. But we <laughs> no. gotta talk about supports too, though. Supports are insane. Please. Like people are always like, "Oh man, this offense character. Oh man, this defense character." What about Mercy? What about Zenyatta? Like they're amazing. Zenyatta, you can snipe people with. His yes. Discord orb increases damage on the target by fifty percent. Oh, I love using that thing. He's such a cool character, and I really see him on the other team. I love playing Zenyatta. If you par, uh, pair a Zenyatta with a Torbjorn that can actually produce armor, armor, shield, and Zenyatta together, it just, it's its really good. Yeah, no, he they, that's a good combo. And him and Genji, too. Zenyatta, Genji, like, Genji, like, literally shreds people. I yeah. really do, like, I play um, with a group of people a lot on, uh, on PC, and one of the kids I play is Mains of Mercy, and I can't tell you how big of a game changer a mercy res in the right spot can be like oh, mercy yeah. everybody like, dies right on the point yep it's like <laughs> i've played with some bad mercies that like res you like right in the middle of like bash and just ulting and it's like dude like what the hell <laughs> and then you play with this other mercy that's just like all right man like i got four down i just res you all and we get the win yeah, those are some really good, and and those should really be some plays of the match. You know, yeah, they're I mean, talking kills, about changing like, the algorithm for that because of that reason. Right now, it's just strictly damage and healing. That's about it. Exactly. Yeah. Now, now, well, what are your least played characters, and wh why have you played them the least? I mean, what's 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 up with that? Just about your play style, or just don't like it? any of the support characters. <laughs> for me, I played a support I probably, character once. Symmetra. I'm not a big fan of Symmetra. Yeah, really? Is it just like her play style, or like you just? It's you her just, play I, style. I they put even... they put her in the support category, but it's it's very very limited her ability to support. She actually can't heal you. She puts a, a shield on you. It's not a very short it's... cooldown. Actually, no cooldown really. But and she can make you teleport farther, and it's good in certain modes. But when I see a solo sim, uh, Symmetra support, I'm like, come on, guys, we we need a Lucio or a Mercy. It's also a really shitty shield. Like, like shields regenerate versus armor dissipates, but a Torborn gives you 75 armor while she gives you a 25 shield. Like, it, the difference is pretty huge. Yeah, I can see her getting a buff. Although, like, I, I would probably agree with you. Uh, my least played person would be Symmetra because I'm not, I'm not great with placing her, her turrets, but I will tell you, a really good Symmetra... Like, somebody who's really good with her can also really be a game changer. Somebody that knows how to zone out a point. And her pistol is surprisingly damaging. Her portal, yeah, it, her portal it pistol. Yeah, it increases with the amount of damage. Yeah. 
I like, um, I guess my least favorite played character. And after this, we'll go to the next segment. Um, I tried, I don't even, I've used this character so little, I don't even know his name. The dude on the, the roller skates. What the heck's his name? Lucio. Oh, Lucio. Yeah, I just like, I use him once. And I was he's, like, yeah. <laughs> he's broken. He's yeah. like, it's too easy. You're just riding around and he switches between two different modes. Yeah. And you can buff the mode, whatever's happening. Yeah. I was like, yeah, like, no thanks. He's absolutely amazing, but he's very boring. Well, I mean, like, there's, like, Bastion's pretty broken, too. Like, you just literally sit on the freaking thing that you're driving, right? And you have a, a Reinhardt with a shield up, and you're just going to win. <laughs> yep. That, that's all you got to do. Um, but it's about that time, guys. We're actually over an hour into it, getting closer to the end of the, end of the show, where we go into our next segment, which is my infamous secret question. Secret question. Cool. So for those of you just tuning in for the first time, the secret question is a question that I don't even know up until this segment, and it does involve the topic at hand. Uh, today on the podcast, we really got into Overwatch and Battleborn, talked about the story, the design, the gameplay, and our favorite characters, least used characters, stuff like that. My secret question tonight is pretty straightforward and pretty obvious. Guys, if you were to recommend one of these games to a friend, your friend only has 6374, depending what state he lives in after taxes apply, and can only get <laughs> one of these games, which one do you recommend? And we're going to start off with Vincent tonight. Well, I can recommend... Overwatch and then they can buy loot boxes because Overwatch is only what 30 bucks 40 bucks 40, so 40 bucks. bucks on PC but it's, it's it's a full price on um oh it was sorry uh, I didn't on, know that PC Master yeah. for life over here um no I would Same. I would have to go Overwatch Fuck you I, <laughs> hey Vincent how was how was Uncharted for one of, the, one of the greatest games, uh, one of the greatest game series ever made. Yeah, looks really well, good on PC. It, it hurts extra for Vincent because he used to be you're 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 a big PlayStation guy. So yeah, I, I sold my PlayStation <laughs> to build my gaming rig, which I, I feel is sacrilegious. I feel bad about it actually. That's yeah. like that's like you made like like a blood sacrifice. Yeah. To get <laughs> PC Master Race God, I sacrificed this this console <laughs> for my rig. Does this appease you? <laughs> Does it appease you, uh, but, my gods? <laughs> uh, I would have to go Overwatch as my recommendation, although um, I really I, I enjoy Battleborn. I've been home for uh, five weeks with a newborn, and I have done nothing but play Battleborn and Overwatch. Like That's been my life for five weeks. So um, I like them both a lot. I think Overwatch would have to be my recommendation. Nice. And what about you, Jordan? Um, I, I think I'm gonna have to go, go with the same pick. I only, only because I see more replayability out of Overwatch. I love Battleborn. I don't dock the game at all. I really don't. I think it's great. I think the art style is fantastic, but it honestly comes down with, it comes down to how many people I have to play it with too. I know so many more people are playing Overwatch and, and statistically more people are playing Overwatch. So it's going to make me more drawn to playing that game. Interesting. Um, Serge, what about you? Oh, man, it's, it's really a toss-up because, like, I enjoy both games. So I'm going to say Kingdom Hearts 3. 
Um, <laughs> I mean, 2.8. Eddie Murphy plays all the uh, Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 2.8. Like, new trailer came out because it can't count to three. Like, come on. Who cares? 2.8. Oh, yeah, sure. It's a new trailer. They put some stuff in there. Come on, Square Enix. Really? Stop putting all these other. Like, hey, get the full team together and put the next Kingdom Hearts major title out. Stop with all these point eights. Stop milking us, okay? <laughs> you can put out Kingdom Hearts 3, then Kingdom Hearts 3, 3.1, 3.2. Freaking Kingdom Hearts, like freaking lion, leopard, freaking tiger, all the all the Mac OSs, <laughs> like do that. Tiger, I forgot tiger. Seriously, but uh, I it, it's interesting because I know more people that play Battleborn than than uh, Overwatch, and Overwatch is a really fun game, but like I do think there's more to Battleborn than meets the eye. There's actual campaign. There's there's all these characters uh, that are coming out. I mean, we we got the first free one. Out of five that are coming, uh, you know, we've got some more skins coming. We've got some more campaign coming. There's more story missions, and I, I do like I do like the loadout system because, you know, like I'm someone who plays it a lot. I mean, if you play Overwatch a lot, you get like a lot of skins. You get loot boxes and stuff, and you play Battleborn a lot, you get these loadouts. So you can like you know make yourself uh, a really good character. So I would have to say Battleborn because I just I, I enjoy it a lot more. I think there's more. Th- I think there's more to it. I like the character progression that's actually in the game. You know, if there's a character progression system in Overwatch, I'd play that a bit more. But I come from like an MMO background, and I like being able to actually customize my character with more than just vanity items. Sure. Yeah. Um, Dave, what about you? So I would honestly ask my friend, "What do they have time for?" and then go from there. If it's a game, if they just need to jump in and play and just shoot the shit out of something, then Overwatch. But if they're like Surgeon myself and they want to have a bit more content and just something that keeps on growing and growing, then definitely Battleborn. That's a great point. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I'm going to go with Overwatch uh, because of the online community, at least on PlayStation. Um, On Battleborn, I think I've only ever heard annoying people, if I hear anyone (laughs) at all. (laughs) Like really, like that's been my... It's been kind of like my experience where it's like some it's literally just the one guy just yelling more dots, more dots. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> what do you mean? Like Eastern Europeans? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, versus um, Overwatch, which was just kind of like like we I had a really good match. and It was the last one I had to do for the day because I had to go to work. But like everyone was just on point. Like for some reason, like my Winston was clicking a lot better than normal. And I was getting the support I needed from the healer and everyone was on mic and everyone was really like having a good time. And that's always been my experience. Like I had I think I had maybe one bad experience in Overwatch where we were actually doing PVE and the guy was yelling at us and we won. I'm like, what are you we're, we're doing? And he was yelling because he didn't get play of the match because it was like Bastion or something. <laughs> like wow. That. Yeah. wow. I'll damn. give you that. Like I do have better conversations with people playing Overwatch. just like randos that just jump in. Yeah, and they think I'm funny for whatever reason. And then like with um, Battleborn, I, mo- I mostly play with you guys. Like if you guys are on, I'll play Battleborn, or I'll just do like a campaign on my own. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a that's a very good point too. Where Overwatch is definitely a lot easier of a game to just jump in on your own and maybe you know chat with a couple of guys, reminiscent of the early Call of Duty days for me before like you know like the twelve year olds figured out how to con their parents into buying it for them <laughs> I, I mean from according to them they were banging my mother so maybe that's how they got the game <laughs> <laughs> it was their payments that's why i fucked your mom last night yeah, oh, yeah. now are, are there uh, are there any games you guys are looking forward to like e3 is coming up and some trailers have been released but uh is there anything in the future you guys are looking forward to 
I was looking forward to No Man's Sky, and I feel and I like now I'm losing a little bit of hope. But uh, I'm really why is that? I don't know, man. I feel like now they're maybe they over, they're over promising, and now they're kind of backtracking in development to try to make sure that they can fulfill those promises. And that that that's just a skepticism inside of me. But I don't know. Like whenever I see a development studio, it's like pros, promising such a huge scope of a game that really hasn't been done like that before. And now there's delays like that. That just worries me a little bit. But we'll see. That that game to me just looks like a game like a a game changer as far as that sort of uh, exploration open type of genre goes. It looks gorgeous. It just looks like a piece of art, you know. And mm-hmm. and I agree too. It, it I've been hearing all the backtracking that's been happening as if like oh crap like maybe we can't deliver. And I'm, I'm, I am worried about it, too, but I'm, I'm still looking forward to it. Uh, Jordan, what about you? Um, I have to say, of all the games coming out, I feel like my hands are full with Blizzard games. I'm, I'm actually thinking about hopping back into WoW come Legion. No! I know. Think of all you have left <laughs> I, to live for. I know. <laughs> the outside world. Yeah, it's, I, just, I know I have some friends getting back into it, and... Uh, Maybe maybe I'm just gonna get duped again. Happens almost every expansion, but I'm gonna fall for it at least <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Greg? Uh, is this coming out this year or just coming out in the future? In the future, Kingdom Hearts three. Absolutely, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> beyond a shadow of a doubt, the game I've been waiting. When did Kingdom Hearts two come out? Two thousand. Oh, I would have said that to you twelve years ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. What? Talk about feeling old. Uh, also notable mention, I feel like I'm going to get Gears of War. I feel like it's going to happen. Really? If I can get my old Gears of War crew together, man, there's nothing more like there's more satisfying than when it was me trying to flank and my buddy Ferg distracting them and my buddy Veloc too, just like with the snipes in the background. Like we had I th- that. I, I think you down. were doing the best out of all of us when we played it at uh, PAX East. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like, well, I haven't I'm, played that in a while either. I was yeah. not on point. Like when the game ended, I was like, I got it. I finally figured it out. And now it's just like, and it's, it's like, like, you're like, done. Get, get out of here, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Dave? Um, so I know I'm going to get a lot of shame for this, but I am thinking that Watch Dogs 2 definitely excited me a little bit. Um, You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> the character seemed very charismatic, and I like the fact that he's a fucking minority. You know, that really right, like sold me on it. Yeah. You know, that we get to play as a black guy who's not a criminal. Um, but if they mention it, if they say anything about it at E3, Red Dead Redemption 2. Ooh, oh, yes. Man. Yeah. If that's I, mentioned at all, I, if I we do see agree a trailer. With you, I do agree with you on the, on the Watch Dogs thing, because, like, as as a person of color, like, there's so many games where, like, I hate when I can't customize my character and make him my skin color. Personally, that does take me out of the immersion when I'm just like, oh, white guy. Like, I loved uh, Far Cry 3, but I'm playing this, like, you know, this this little white kid this little privileged white kid and, and you know like they're, they're talking like they're, you know and the way they're talking to hey jason he's just like oh i don't know what's going on okay now i know what's going on and i'm like oh god it takes me out of it it really fucking does but um yeah but yeah like moving forward yeah if they do do a red dead uh reduction sauce too i am oh my god like it was absolutely insane on the last generation nonetheless on this gen you know with with, with all the things we have uh people can test out their new uh the new 1080s yeah 
But like I said, like what we talked about off channel before, Sergio, what's going to make that game great and what made Red Dead Dead Redemption great isn't going to be like the graphics and what you can do, which definitely adds to it. It's going to be that protagonist that you have. John Marston made that game awesome. You want to see whether you were a bad guy or good guy. You want to see him succeed. That was McCree, you want right? to see him face with family. <laughs> yeah, McCree, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so that so if they do do anything with Red Dead Redemption two, the character whoever they do as a character, I hope they don't go with Marson's son. I fucking hated playing as his son. Oh, I, I like, hated playing as his son. Like I didn't even want to like finish any of the side missions after. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this kid. He's a piece of shit. Fuck that yeah, guy. He I thought that was a clever was- way to do New Game Plus mode though. Uh, like for for a story mode where spoilers. The main character dies. <laughs> if you don't know by now. If you don't know by now. I don't know what you're doing listening to this right now. Uh, but yeah, but a, you a know. A story where main but, character dies. They don't undo any of the progress. They don't undo the meaning behind that. You just continue. But he was such a horrible character. I just hate his voice. Oh, yeah. My yeah, dad he's was a John Mustin. <laughs> that, that's besides the point. I'm not saying I like the character. I'm saying that's an ingenious way to go about ha- letting someone continue to explore this world did, had they not finished the exploration. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to Last Guardian because I love Shadow of the Colossus and oh, I think yeah. it's one of the best games of Ooh, all time for I me. About that, yeah, um, with you, dude. So so good, such a good game. If all of you have never played Shadow of the Colossus, it's just it's just a boss battle. Um, it has a re- really good scenery. It has one of the best game soundtracks ever. The one of the most epic game soundtracks ever. Uh, I am looking forward to No Man's Sky. I hope they do deliver Kingdom Hearts three. Um, I'm looking forward to all of the VR stuff because the VR stuff, um, all the games at PAX were the, like the best things ever. But playing the HTC Vive um, and the many different games at PAX and the other games, the Oculus games were amazing. And VR uh, is is totally the wave of the future. And I can't wait to see what they're going to do um, in terms of VR for us. I mean, a lot of people are really, really trying to pioneer uh, that whole genre of gaming now. I mean, they even have certain things where game developers are testing on, okay, what if I map out my apartment and I make a horror game where I put on the VR set, it, I'm still in my house, I can see it, but now there's like a black figure over there and it's a creepy horror game and you have to like kill it or get rid of it or something like that. Like uh, shit like that. It just, it, I, I can't wait to see what the possibilities are. But uh, that's it for me. Greg, why don't you uh, take us on home? All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning on in. Remember to tune in each and every Thursday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for more Bad County Funky Podcast goodness. And remember, we do stream games and the such over on twitch.tv slash bad coyote funky and twitch.tv slash booster greg uh until next time guys this has been sergio hey yo jordan hey thanks for having me yeah thanks for being on yeah and special uh thanks to jordan and vincent for tuning in and giving us more perspective on these two vincent say your goodbyes goodbye everybody thank you so much for having me and Absolutely. And uh, Jordan and Vincent, um, uh, where can people uh, find you guys online? Um, my handle is usually jmoobs, wherever you find me. Any any kind of gaming format, Twitter, at jmoobs, J-M-O-O-B-S. I am Wicked Punk on most platforms as well. Uh, Battle.net is Wicked Punk, hashtag 1651. Kudos awesome. to you for knowing your number. I don't even know what my number is. <laughs> <laughs> this guy doesn't mess around. He's a pro over here. <laughs> and the Bearded Menace as well. Yo.
<laughs> I don't do the outro normally. No, I've but been... the way you did it, it's you made me sound and the and the beer. And, the and we also have this guy that, that we keep an occasion light out every so often. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! We only let him out every every Thursday night at nine thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been Booster Greg, guys. Until next time, we will see you again, or we'll see you another time. Oh, so you never. <laughs>